Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, I'm going to be sharing about recent experiences from a mission trip in Brazil. It was an amazing time in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, and I just want to share with the listeners, you, the things that I've seen, the things that I've experienced, and just let you know that there is more of God. Typically, we sit down with other people, but today I just really wanted to share from my heart because I've seen too much, and I don't want to let this moment get away. I want to document it, and I also want these incredible testimonies to go out so that they can build your faith so that you can understand that God is alive, He is still doing the impossible, and there are things that you can see and experience when you reach out to Him, when you trust Him, when you go after the more of Him, there is nothing that He cannot do. So we left this whole trip. We we went from Birmingham to Houston to Sao Paulo to Belo Horizonte, and it took us close to 24, 25 hours to get there delays on all three of our flights to get there. But when we got there, we hit the ground running. Immediately that night, we received impartation from Dr. Randy Clark and his team of Global Awakening. That's who we were down there serving with at Central Church in Belo Horizonte. And uh, they equipped us to do the work that God wanted us to do. Uh, We had a team from the Gathering Place, or about 10 of us from the Gathering Place Church here in Birmingham. And we just went down there to bless the people of Brazil, to encourage them, to challenge them, to equip them, and also to pray for them for healing, signs, wonders, and miracles. And and I just before we get started, I just want to just put this disclaimer out there. Test the things that I'm saying scientifically, medically, naturally. A lot of the things that I'm going to share with you, I understand they can be controversial because some of these things are impossible for man. And so I am a rational human being. I understand that. And if you haven't seen or heard of some of these things, your mind is really going to be wrestling with, how could this even happen? I get it. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, I do not care what you think or believe. Uh, I'm going to tell you my experiences. I'm going to tell you the things that I saw with my eyes. I'm going to tell you that, that I am a strategist and a a business person by nature. Uh, God has given me a critically thinking mind. And so some of these things were hard for me as well to wrap my mind around before I saw certain things happen over the last several years and, and before God really changed me into the person that I am today. But all I can tell you is I saw it, I experienced it, and it is real. So I'm just going to tell you that, take it for what it's worth. Uh, you wrestle with the Lord. You wrestle with your faith. You wrestle with, uh, God, is this guy crazy or is this guy telling the truth? Because all I can do is share my experiences and I can't do anything about your faith. You've got to work on your faith. Mine is off the charts right now. So with that being said, I'm just telling you that the things that happened in Brazil were so amazing and so life-changing that I had to share with you so that your faith could be strengthened. If you want your faith to grow, 
your faith can be strengthened by the things that happened. So we received this impartation. We received this activation. Power of God came upon us. All of us got filled with more of the Holy Spirit. And the next day, we left our hotel. We started in the morning, and we ministered throughout the day. So we were at the church, 9, 9.30. We ministered throughout the day. There was a morning session. We prayed for people in between the sessions. Then the night session would start, and we would pray every single day with thousands of people. I mean, there were 2,500, 3,000 people in these sessions, and, and all of them so hungry, so hungry and desperate for God to move in their life. And, and when you create an atmosphere with hunger and desperation, God comes and meets you in that hunger. He meets you in that desperation. He hears the cries of your heart and he answers in powerful ways. So that, that first day we were praying for impartation. This was a, a conference for church leaders in Brazil. So pastors, missionaries, just people that, that are sharing God's word throughout that country and, and really from all over the place, they had come in to seek more of God. And it's a five-day conference. And so that first night we were praying for activation. We were praying for impartation. And so Dr. Clark, who's been going down there for, I believe it's 20, maybe 30 years, he ended up praying for these pastors. And we as the ministry team, when God started touching them and they started experiencing uh, heat and trembling and, and chills and just sensations in their body, they would come forward to receive prayer. And then God would touch them even more powerfully. Waves of electricity would go through their body. They would begin shaking violently. They would be uh, weeping. They would be all kinds of, of, of different Holy Spirit manifestations in their body. And they were, were changed. They were, they were physically changed. They were spiritually changed. They were emotionally changed. And that happened over and over and over and over throughout the night. And, and person after person came up and they received prayer. And there were, you know, 120 of us on this team. And every single one of us saw people touched by God. Every single one of us saw multiple people touched by God that night. And we ministered throughout the night. And, you know, we prayed for people to be healed and they were healed. Uh, all different types of situations we saw healed. And it's really hard for me to, uh, remember the dates and the times. And, and I know that those things are important. Details matter. You know, first, I want to back up real quick because when we first got off the bus and we're driving from Belo Horizonte, we're able to see some of the city. And Belo Horizonte is, is the third largest city in Brazil. So there's over 6 million people there. And there is uh, a lot of poverty. There's um, a lot of crime. And before I went, I was specifically asked, have I lost my mind? And, um, and maybe now I have. Um, I don't think that I have, but razor wire all over the outside of homes, spikes on top of the roofs, spikes on top of walls. Even the church had razor wire and had spikes on the outside to keep things out and to you know, secure the people on the inside. So there was danger, but we never felt in danger. Uh, there was crazy stuff that, that went on outside of uh, where we were, but we never felt like we were in harm's way in any way, shape or form. And you know, so when we began praying for these people, it was just 
it was amazing. So uh, I wanted to try and get my my time straight here. the The next day, the the morning service, we start praying for healing, and and Doctor Clark has a powerful not only uh, gift of impartation and uh, the the ability to help people activate those spiritual gifts. Jesus heals. Jesus is the one who has the the strength. Jesus is the one who who accomplishes all of these things. Doctor Clark is a man. He's a gifted man. You know, every single person on our team, they are talented, but they're gifted by God. And, and from that standpoint, God gives the increase. I want to give him all the glory. I want to give him all the praise. I want to give him all the honor because he did all of these things. He uses people, but God does these things. So not a single one of these people that I'm going to reference did any of this stuff on their own. There's not a single person on this planet that has the power to do these things, Jesus, through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the word says in John 14, 12, anyone who believes will do the same works, if not greater, because I'm going to be with the Father. So Jesus told his disciples, anyone who believes will do the same works, if not greater, because he was going to be with the Father, because he left us the helper, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the God in us, Christ in us is the hope of glory. That was the message. That was the message. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's only by His grace, it's only by His power, it's only through His love that these things were experienced. So the next day in the healing service, there was a man named Florenzo. And Florenzo, or Nico, as is his nickname, uh, he had been in a wheelchair since he was 16 years old. And he had frostbite and, and his feet had been frozen off. And so they were um, pointed in at 90 degree angles. Uh, he was paralyzed from the waist down and really most of his body, his hands were shriveled up. Uh, they were crippled and he, he really was in just a, a cathartic state. His mind was okay, but his body was was crippled. And some of our team began praying for him in that morning service. And I don't know how long they prayed. I kind of saw on the back end, but I've got video of this man standing up out of his wheelchair for the first time at 81 years old, 65 years, this man could not get out of this wheelchair. 65 years, this man was a captive and Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus came to loose the chains of bondage. Jesus came to loose the chains of injustice, and that's what he did for this man. This man was dead in his body, and he came back to life. No different than Lazarus, no different than Jesus. He came back to life in his body, and he stood up, and he was able to uh, move for the first time. His hands started opening up, and so the, the power of God was moving incredibly, and so that alone uh, was was amazing. And that night, I also met this woman, Isabella. And, and Isabella, she was a, a young girl. Uh, she was in a car accident six years ago, and her spinal cord was severed. So she's in a wheelchair from her uh, back down, lower back down. She is paralyzed. And that night, we began to pray for her. She's in her wheelchair. And, and we're praying. And, and as we're praying, and, and keep in mind, these are all Portuguese people. So 
Uh, we do not speak the language. The, the translators there were amazing. There was a whole team of people that were doing these things. These are just my experiences. These are the things that I saw. There were well over a thousand documented healings in this conference. So I wish I could share every single one of the stories, but this is just a small glimpse of some of the things that were taking place. And, you know, in these services, Dr. Clark is sharing all of the things that he's seen over the years as well. So that's what's building the faith in the room. And so Isabella, using the translator, we start praying for her and she starts saying, it it feels like there are ants on my legs. Well, Isabella can't feel below her waist. So how can she feel ants on her leg? And it wasn't ants. It was the Holy Spirit. It was trembling. It was tingling in her legs, which means God was touching her legs. And so what is impossible to man is not impossible to God. And so as we continue to pray, not only is she feeling in her legs, but she's starting to move her feet. Her legs are starting to move. So we know that God is doing something. And, and I had faith that she was going to get out of that wheelchair. And I'd love to tell you that she did. She did stand with our assistants that night. And, and we just continued to encourage her. And unfortunately, the bus came. Uh, we were there. It was, I don't know, midnight or so. So we had to leave. But I said, Isabella, come back tomorrow night. We will pray again. And so the next day we go and we pray some more. Uh, we're praying for more people. And Nico Florenzo is sitting by me during worship. And, and during worship, I just, I feel inclined to pray for him. There's just a heavy burden for me for God to finish what he started the day before. And so he'd gotten out of the wheelchair the day before, but I just started to pray and others started to pray that God would continue the work that he had started in this man. And so as we continue to pray, uh, one of the other members of our team, Tracy, she started to dance with Nico's wife and just during worship, worshiping the Lord. And, and she had an, an extension, uh, kind of a, a stilt on one of her shoes. So she had an issue as well. And, and she's out there dancing with this stilt on and, and Nico's just praising the Lord for all that he's done. And, and, and all of a sudden he, he says, you know, that he wants to get up. He wants to get up and dance. Now, again, keep in mind, this was a man for 65 years. He had not walked. He had not been able to stand up. He had not been able to move. And he says he wants to dance. And this man gets up out of his chair and we hold him by the hand and he walks to the front of the service and he begins to dance with my friend Bill. And he's dancing before the Lord and the entire crowd. And this man that couldn't walk the day before is walking, or not just walking, he's dancing. He's dancing around in circles. He's moving his feet. He's raising them up and down. He doesn't even have feet. He's got nubs for feet and he's dancing before the Lord. And I dance with him for a while. And then we end up going off to the side. He walks from the center of this large auditorium to the other side. And then he sits and he begins to cross his legs. He shows me, and he's, again, the translator is having to uh, translate this stuff for me. But, but I can see by the smile on his face how proud he was that he could cross his legs. He's crossing his legs and he's smiling. And we took some pictures and... It was amazing. It was amazing. 
that it's hard to put into words. When he started to dance, I started to weep. You know, I, I'm not somebody who who cries, you know, at the drop of a hat, but I'm just telling you, seeing someone do something that they haven't been able to do. He was a dancer before this happened. And to see somebody who for 65 years could not do something and then realize that God allowed them to do something, it's amazing. I'm just telling you, it is amazing. And so we spent time on the side together and we ended up going to, you know, we prayed some more. And and as we prayed some more, uh, he wanted to walk back over to his chair. So we walked this long walk, he and I. Now I'm holding his hands, but he's physically walking. There are no muscles. Your muscles atrophy. That there, there are no, uh, y- your body shuts down after a period of time. But he walked. I didn't carry him. No one else carried him. You know, we didn't bring his chair over to him. He walked back to his chair. So Jesus healed this man's body. He danced before the entire crowd. We've got video of that. And then he walked back to his seat. And so that night, we began to just pray for more people. That was in the morning session. One of the translators, he, he came to get me. He said, Matt, he said, I have a friend. Uh, she, she has a tumor. Uh, will you pray with her? And I said, absolutely. This was Rodrigo, one of the translators I worked with. And, and so we went into the auditorium. This was about an hour before the service started. And, and we just started beginning to pray for these people that are sitting there waiting with expectation. And so his friend, I can't remember if her pain scale was an eight or a 10. So out of 10, we would ask them, how much pain do you have? And out of 10, they share what that number is. So it was an either, either an eight or a 10, but it was really strong that her pain was hurting in her body. And so I prayed and her tumor was visible and you could feel it you know, sticking out of her skull. And as we began to pray, we prayed multiple times. As we began to pray, she began to experience healing. She began to experience uh, the pain going away. I began to feel the tumor shrinking in her skull. So by the time we finished praying, her pain was completely gone. The tumor had shrunken and she was healed. And so after I finished praying for her, the woman behind her says, will you pray for me? And she had pain in her body. We prayed. She got healed. The woman in front of her said, will you pray for my daughter? Her daughter was experiencing anxiety and depression and, and just thoughts that were confusing her. And, and so we, we prayed and her daughter felt peace. And then another woman said, will you pray for me? And they got healed you know, over and over and over. These people said, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? And so that night we just begin to see all of these people get hit. And again, these are just, this is just what was happening with me and some of the translators. And so. I go after a while, you know, the service started and I go back down to where I was sitting and and I'm praying for another woman in the wheelchair. And this young translator, Donnie, Danny, uh, she, she comes to me and she says, Hey, there's nobody praying for the people up top. Do you want to go up there and pray for people? I said, absolutely. So we go up there and we get to the top of the auditorium and we come upon this woman who, um, Danny asked her, do you, do you need prayer? And she just gets tears in her eyes. And so we step outside the auditorium and she tells Danny, she said, I was just praying to the Lord 
that someone would come and pray with me. And as soon as I finished praying, you asked me, could we pray with you? And she had six uh, swollen nodules in her neck. She had like six like bumps that you could feel in her neck. And she had pain. We prayed and the nodules began to shrink. The pain went away and she just wept and she wept and she wept. And she was so thankful that not only that God heard her cries, but she got healed. And after she got healed, Danny asked somebody else if they need prayer and they got healed. And then the next person, then people started forming a line over and over and over. God healed these people from emotional healings, you know, pain in their heart, pain in their body. The power of God was touching them incredibly. And this one woman, uh, she brought her son, Joaquin, and it was a little baby boy and just a beautiful baby boy. And he had issues in his uh, male reproductive system and uh, in his intestines. And I just sat with him and I held this baby and I prayed for him. And he just had this joy and this peace over him. And, and I began to prophesy over his mother. And as soon as I said, you are a good mother and touched her shoulder, the weight of God's glory fell upon her and she fell to the ground and, and God powerfully encountered her. And Danny caught her. She did not get harmed, but but she began to experience the, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. She began trembling and weeping. And now I'm, I'm holding this baby and, you know, I'm still ministering to these people. And, and Danny said, here, let me take the baby and I'll, I'll hand him to one of the other people on the staff. And, and so we just continued to minister. And when we started ministering, that the people continue to get touched, the people continue to get healed. And there was one woman who just waited patiently. And she was not only waiting, she was praying for the other people as well. She could, I could see her. She wasn't waiting, you know, out of frustration. She was waiting and she was interceding for the other people so they could receive their healing and their miracles. She had pain in her body. We began to pray and she began to weep as the Lord touched her and her eyes were closed. But she began to see, she could speak a little bit of English. She said, do you see it? Do you see it? And we said, what do you see? She said, I, I, I see, uh, I see uh, sparks. I see, um, I see embers. And, and I said, like, like fire? She said, like fire falling from the sky. And, and so she saw a vision with her eyes closed. She saw a vision of the Lord's fire falling from heaven and it was touching her. And she began to experience the power of God. She began to see things in the supernatural. And, and again, every single one of those people were touched powerfully by God. All total, there were 20 people that night that experienced physical healing. I, I unfortunately didn't count the number of people that experienced the emotional healing, uh, freedom from depression, freedom from uh, heartache, freedom from anxiety, things of that nature. But there were a lot. Now, I'm just going to tell you every single person that we prayed for got what they were asking for from the Lord. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. 
Begin with their free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. There was one other person that night. She had cancer in her body. She was sitting down. She was in, clearly she was in pain. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And she had tumors on the outside of her body in between her neck and her shoulder. And, and not only did we pray and all of her pain left her from the cancer, uh, the, the tumors visibly shrunk and they were more flush with her body. You could still see the outlines of the tumors, but they were more flush with her body instead of raised. And so she received that. And, and Danny said, you know, I think the service is over. So we missed the whole service, but. We go back downstairs and there's Isabella. As soon as I walk in the door, there's Isabella. And so I begin to pray for Isabella and we pray until the buses pick us up again. So uh, hour, hour plus, again, she's moving her feet. She's feeling things in her body and she knows that God is doing something. She's believing God for her miracle. And, and that night, again, the bus came and we had to go. She didn't get out of the wheelchair. And so I said, Isabella, God is doing something in your life. Please come back again tomorrow night. So we left and we go back, we get a little bit of sleep and then we come back the next day and we pray some more. And um, that night before the service, we end up going to, uh, and I'd, I'd love to tell you that I remember what happened in the morning session. I know we prayed for more people. Uh, I know that that more people uh, we saw incredible things, but it's all just such a blur. Um, some nights we would have, you know, four or five hours of sleep. One night I had two and a half hours of sleep, um, you know, sleeping on the plane there. I think I maybe got three or four hours. So, you know, going on little, little sleep, God was having to fill us on a daily basis to give us the energy and the strength that we needed to keep going. Uh, so it's hard to remember all of it. The only reason I'm able to remember a lot of these things is because I took notes and I took pictures and video. Uh, so that night before the service, we were just eating some snacks in the little lounge area. And uh, one of the translators came and got me and said, uh, Matt, somebody wants you to pray. And so we go outside and we begin to pray. And this woman had pain between her shoulders. And so we pay, uh, you know, prayed and then the pain left in her shoulders. And, and after the pain left in her shoulders, I said, hey, what's going on with your eyes? Because I could see that her eyes were swollen and red. And she said she had discomfort in her eyes and there was an irritation and there was some sort of disorder. And so me and my friend Mark just began to pray. And as we began to pray, she, you know, at first she didn't experience anything happening in her eyes. We prayed some more and then she wasn't experiencing anything happening in her eyes. And then we prayed some more. And then every time she would test, she would lift up her glasses to see if the vision, the obstruction in her vision was better. And so, um, she ends up lifting up her glasses, putting them back down, lifting up her glasses, putting them back down, lifting up her glasses, putting them back down. And then she says, I can't see a difference between my glasses being on and my glasses being off. The Lord was healing her eyes, healing her eyesight. The, the swelling was still there. The, the redness was still there, but she didn't need glasses anymore. The next day, Mark told me yesterday that she came up to him and she said, you know, not only did the Lord heal my eyes, but like the swollen uh, aspect of her eyes, the, the redness, that was all gone. 
she brought a friend because she got healed. And then they, they got healed too. You know, so over and over and over, we saw these things. But, but after we prayed for this woman, somebody else needed prayer. Then somebody else needed prayer. Then somebody else needed prayer. And then this woman, Anna, you know, a translator, Anna, she said, uh, Matt, uh, we've got someone in a wheelchair. Would you want to pray for him? And I said, absolutely. And his name was Zach. And so we go and, and we bring Zach in and, and we start to pray in the lounge area and we pray with him for an hour. And Zach fell in a well two years ago. Zach had a severed spinal cord similar to Isabella. And so I share with him what, what had happened with Isabella that she'd been able to move her feet. And so Zach, we pray and we pray and we pray and Zach is able to move his feet. He's moving his feet back and forth. He's able to bend at the weight, like move around at the waist. He wasn't able to do this before. Now he's moving. Now he's getting encouraged. Now he's, he's strengths coming back in his body. He was able to stand with our help a little while. And, and a couple of times he was able to stand. He said, I believe that the Lord is going to continue to heal me. This was just a strong man. I mean, physically strong. I, I don't know what he did before, but a tough guy. And he was so appreciative for what the Lord did. And, and I just said, Zach, we're going to take a break. Um, you know, I want you to go in and I want you to hear these testimonies of other people that have been healed. And then we'll pray some more after the service. I go back to the service. I put my book back down. I go to where I was going to sit. And out of 2,500 people, 3,000 people, whatever it was, it was standing room only. When I sat down, I look and Isabella is sitting one seat behind me, one seat over. What are the chances of her being exactly where I was going to sit? She didn't know where I was sitting. And then this man, Zach, he gets wheeled into the service. They seat him right next to where I'm sitting. His friend didn't know where I was sitting. You know, we parted ways. I went to the bathroom. They went one way. I went the other. So I'm now I'm within feet of both of these people hearing all of these testimonies hearing all of these miracles that Dr. Clark has seen, he's sharing in the service. So he's building faith. And when they would talk about somebody that was in a wheelchair and got out, I would point to each one of them. I would tap them on the shoulder, tap them on the leg. Hey, that's you. You can experience that same miracle. And as we started doing that, the the service, um, you know, Dr. Clark finishes up. And, and so we begin to pray for Isabella. And, and so she, again, get, begins to get encouraged. And there were a handful of us praying for her my friend Jessica was praying for uh, a team. Uh, people just started to rally around them. And, and then people are praying for Zach. And, and finally, I said, hey, uh, they both got the same injury. They both got the severed spinal cord. Let's turn the wheelchairs around. Let's let them face one another. Let's let them encourage one another. So we, we face them. We put the wheelchairs together. Now Zach, who's just been experiencing healing in his legs, he's encouraging Isabella. He's sharing with her what God has already done in, in his life. And she's sharing with him what he's done in her life. So they're, they're grabbing each other's hands and they're, they're cheering for one another. And, and things are happening, not just in their faith, but in their physical body. And, and they continue to, to you know, move their feet. They continue to get encouraged. And uh, again, this was the third night of praying with, with Isabella. And, and this night, I think we prayed for three hours. And, and again, I still did not see her get out of the wheelchair, but I was able to connect with, with her on WhatsApp, with Zach on WhatsApp. We're going to stay in touch. We've already talked multiple times uh, with both of them. Uh, she sent us a video the day that we left of you know, her being able to move her toes. So 
she was able to move her feet. Now she's able to move her toes. And she just continues to believe that she's going to experience her miracle. And Zach is the same way. You know, he's thanking God. They're both thanking God for their miracle that is going to come to pass, what he's already done. And again, I want to explain physically, scientifically, medically, what they were experiencing. If nothing else happened, what they are experiencing, that they could feel below their legs. Both of them felt heat and trembling and tingling below the severed spinal cord. That, for man, is scientifically, medically, physically impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. So both of them, we connect. We're in relationship now. We're going to continue to encourage them. And um, so I, I just, there's so many other things that took place, so many other miracles. Blind eyes were open. Deaf ears were open. Uh, people, more people got out of wheelchairs. More people uh, had metal dissolve in their body. They got full range of motion and flexibility with metal in their body. Again, all of these things I know sound crazy. All of these things I know are extremely hard to fathom. And again, this is just a small dose of what we experienced. This is just a small piece of what took place. So I just want to tell you, like, again, I went in with high expectation. I've heard for years of what Dr. Clark has seen down there with his teams. The man has prayed for me multiple times. I've received impartation. I've received an increase in the gift of healing. I've prayed for a lot of people and I've seen them healed before this trip, but there were well over 40 people that I prayed for that got physical healing. There were well over 30 people that received a powerful touch from God. I don't even know as far as people that got set free from depression, anxiety, emotional wounds, uh, but there were a lot. And unfortunately, for, for time's sake, I, I can't share any more for now, but I'm just telling you, I want to challenge you, go to the word of God, seek God's word, seek God's faith, seek God's heart, ask him, Lord, is Matt crazy? Or if, if what he's saying is true, why haven't I seen these things? What do I need to do to build my faith? What do I need to do to pray and, and see these things happen? Because we're living in a world that is messed up. I'm telling you right now, we live in a messed up world. And I'm telling you that, that again, six plus million people in this city and a couple thousand people each night came and, and over a thousand were physically healed, but so many more are still out there. So many more people in your city, in your state, in your country, wherever you live around the world, there are people that need you to come alive, uh, alive in Christ. There are lives that need to be touched by God. There are people that you have relationship with, that you can pray for, that you can see these things happen just like they did with Florenzo, just like they happened with Zach, just like they happened with Isabella, just like they happened with so many other people. People need to have hope. People need to have encouragement. People need to build their faith. There are so many Christians. I don't even know why they call themselves Christian because they don't believe anything in the Bible. If you don't believe God's word to be true, if you don't believe, if you, first of all, if you don't even know what God's word says, you really need to check yourself. You really need to, to, to question, do I even 
fall in the category because demons believe. Demons believe. The devil believed. They know God's power. But many Christians are walking around and they don't even know what God is capable of. They don't even believe the Bible is true. And if you don't believe the Bible is true and you're not walking out these things in your life, you can't call yourself a follower of Jesus. Maybe you believe certain aspects. You got to believe the whole thing. You got to believe it all. And when you believe it all, and when you start to pray, like God will honor what he says. God is a man of his word. God is a healer. God is healer. That's his nature. God is creator. He created all these people with plans and a purpose, plans to give them hope, plans to prosper them, plans to not harm them. He knew them before they were formed in their mother's womb. He knows you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You think he doesn't want what's best for you? But we live in a world that is full of sin. And with sin and darkness, that comes sickness, that, that, that brings disease. There's evil that is roaming the earth. But we have light inside of us. If we're followers of Jesus, we have light inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And when the Holy Spirit moves, he can set the captives free. He can shine light, light in the darkness. He can do incredible things that only he can do. So please ask God, why am I not seeing these things? Lord, I want to see. And if you want to see incredible moves of God, go on a mission trip with Dr. Clark and his team, Global Awakening, anywhere in the world. But specifically, go to Brazil because these are an amazing group of people. The, the church, uh, every one of the leaders, they, they create an atmosphere of expectation. The worship was amazing. The, the, the prayer, like there are people interceding around the clock, praying to bind the attacks of the enemy, to, to increase the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and they create this environment. And all I can tell you is, is our team from the gathering place is excited for the things that we experience. We received more impartation right before we left, more equipping. The power of God hit me. Electricity flowed through my body. I was shaking. I fell on the floor. I'm just telling you, I don't care what you believe. It's not up to me for you to believe these things. But if you believe, start to pray that the Lord would show you more of his heart. Start to pray that the Lord would, would re reveal more of his nature to you. Start to pray that God would honor what he says he will honor. And I promise you, if you seek him, you will find him. If you ask, you will, will get answers. If you knock, the door will be open. His word says all of these things. I haven't always been this way. You know, in 2016, I surrendered my heart to the Lord. In 2018, I received powerful impartation from Dr. Clark. In 2019, I received powerful impartation again. Over and over and over, it has been a process. It has been a journey. I would have thought that I'm crazy in 2015. I would have thought that I was crazy definitely before that. The, the things that I'm telling you today, I I'm telling you because I love every single person that's listening. I'm telling you because God has done an amazing work in me. I'm telling you because there's a world that needs hope. They need encouragement. They need to know that these things are possible because they're walking around in fear. Not a single one of our people tested positive for the virus. I know everybody's afraid of the virus and all the news is talking about this new wave. Jesus heals. And if you believe that Jesus heals, then you pray for healing. 
and you see people get healed. And the more people you pray to be healed, the more people get healed. Jesus does the healing. We just have to pray full of faith that he will honor what he says he will honor. So I just, I thank you guys for listening. I want to encourage you to to go after all of the things that, that I've shared with you. I want to encourage you that these things are possible in your own life. And they're possible when you pray for other people in their lives. And and if this has encouraged you, share this with somebody that you know, somebody that needs a miracle, share this with them. If you know somebody that that is is just trying to, to figure out why is God not moving in their life, share this with them. Give them hope. Give them encouragement. And if you want to discuss any of these things with me, you can reach out to me via Facebook. You know, we're at Living Life on Purpose on Facebook. And then we're at Living Life on Purpose always on Instagram. I'm happy to engage with you. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. If you're struggling with your faith, I'm happy to pray with you. I'm happy to just share even more of what God's done in my heart because God has performed a miracle inside of me. I've seen miraculous healing in my own body. I've seen miraculous healing in other people. I've felt the power of God. And and again, I know some of these things are going to be controversial, but I just want to challenge you. Seek the Lord and let him reveal to you whether these things are true or whether or not I'm crazy. Until next time, ask the Lord, read his word, get in worship, pray, and I promise you will you will see God move. It, you will see God move in your life if you do those things with a sincere heart. So I look forward to talking with you guys again in a couple weeks. Really appreciate y'all listening. Hope you have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. God bless.